Hey, this is Allie. And this is Matt. And you're listening to Brew Roots. The podcast that brings you the stories behind your favorite beers. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but arguably a beer is worth a thousand stories. So stay tuned and hear the stories behind your favorite beers. Cheers. Hey, welcome to this episode of Brew Roots. We made it to a third episode. And you know, we're having a lot of fun here and... uh we really want to thank some of the people who have reached out and given us, uh, you know, some positive words of encouragement and uh, even some feedback. You know, we want to get better for the listener and we want to give you a podcast ultimately that you enjoy and you look forward to. And I, I think we're on our way to that. So we're really excited. Um, this is going to be a uh, unusual episode for us because we typically do biweekly episodes. Um, so this is going to be the first consecutive week of episodes. Um, so don't expect another episode for two weeks. And I'm not going to tell you who that guest is just yet, but um, let's focus on our guest this week. So last week you listened to an episode featuring Paul Gentile from Gentile Brewing Company. So we thought it would be a cool idea to have this episode line up with their anniversary. And that's what we're going to do today. So we have part two of Gentile Brewing. This, epi- this, this portion of the episode features uh, the future and what's next for Gentile. We also get into uh, what's on tap right now. And what's coming up this weekend. So you can enjoy Gentile this weekend and celebrate and party hard with them this weekend. All right. So enjoy the episode. But before we get into that, I do have a special surprise for Paul. And uh, he doesn't know about this yet. And uh, you guys can hopefully enjoy it. So here's a special surprise. And then we will get to the episode. Cheers. Hey, this is Steve from Riverwalk. Just wanted to wish a very happy birthday to Paul and the whole gang at Gentilly Brewing. Cheers. Maybe a good segue then. What's on the horizon for the next yeah, couple of years? That is a good segue. Um, so, do you j- want to get into canning and, and distributing potentially? It's, uh, it's appealing in because of the package. Um, cans are everywhere. Right. Uh, you know, every every craft. Every craft um, brewery is is in it for the most part. Everyone's doing it somehow, um, so that that aspect is appealing. Um, I personally hate the growler. Aww. <laughs> um, I do them. Yep. <laughs> I do no, I'm, them. I'm with you. I just don't like the growler. I don't think it's a good size to consume. It's a terrible size to consume. Yeah. Uh, they're a pain in the neck to fill. Um, you know, there's a bunch re- of rules and regulations <laughs> in this state they, too. They, they've actually, they actually really did a nice job yeah. uh, getting rid of a lot of the nonsense, in my opinion. Um, you know, they allow you now to bring a blank, unmarked growler, but still, you got to bring the thing with you, yes. yeah. right? And that's annoying, right? And then you go to this brewery, you go to that brewery, and everybody's got their own, mm-hmm. right? Because you probably forgot the blank one, right? Right. So then you got to get <laughs> that one, and then you have this whole mess of glass, and you're like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? And like you're tripping over it. It's annoying. It's low cost of entry. And it allows people to take beer home with them. The end. That's what's great about it. Um, and it gets your name out there, too. Right. Yep. People are walking around with it. They put it on the shelf. Their friend trips over it when they come over. Hey, where's this brewery? Boom, boom. And then they come in the next week, right? So that's great. Mm-hmm. But I hate, the, I hate it as a package. So the can is appealing because of that. Mm-hmm. Because get rid of the growlers or limit. They'd be limited anyway because people are like, ah, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to get the Pour get back the, or get, yeah, get the cans. Um, but it's a lot of money. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to, you know, design the label. You have to buy the cans. You have to, you know, 
Yeah. This isn't Canning the first time. Like, or, or, bring them or, or get your own. Right. Yeah. Right. Or, inv- is, or invest in the equipment. Even if it's yeah. small, it's still a pretty big yep. investment. Yep. And yeah. then you have to operate the thing. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's at least one person running it, mm-hmm. most likely two, probably three. Then you have to divert the volume into that vessel. And if you put it in that vessel, then you can't do anything else with it. Right. So it's the catch 22. It is. Yeah. It is. It, um, so I like it as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still exploring if it's feasible or. Or necessary, um, so maybe, yeah. maybe canning. Um, five years. If I don't do it in five years, I probably won't. Okay. You know, that's, that's a fair you know, assumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, <laughs> all right, let's just. Mm-hmm. Um, Who so knows that, what's next? Even right, right. Years. So like, right, you that's know, a trend right now. Right? right, exactly, exactly. And and you know, for me, you know, as I said at the beginning, it's like, I don't, I I, I don't feel comfortable moving too fast, right? So I want to make sure that things are working and things are moving smoothly and people are still enjoying the beer and like. Things are going well before I do that next round of investment. Right. We right. just did. We just did two huge for me, huge seven barrel tanks, um, which opened up a lot of production. So what's next for this year? We'll just start there. Is um, more uh, more accounts. We self distribute more accounts uh, out. Uh, you know, at least in Beverly, maybe a little. We'll, we're going to start to get a little bit outside of Beverly too, just because we have to get out there. You know, if you don't get out there, then, you, you know. You, saturate an area. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just, no one will, then I'm fi- will end up finding you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we're going to be, we're, we'll probably, we're hoping to basically double our accounts by the end of the year. So we started this, started this year with somewhere around 12, um, both full-time and part-time accounts. Mm-hmm. So we want to take that 12 and double it. By the end of the year, I think that's reasonable, yeah. um, at least on a rotational basis. You mm-hmm. know, bring some, bring some, get some new faces in front of our beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned we added two new tap lines, so uh, we have the ability now to introduce a ver- more of a variety of beer um, on a regular schedule. Before we were limited by the tap space that we had, so we had to wait for something to get consumed and, and kick before we could release the next thing. So mm-hmm. my production timing was always funky because. I'm like, well, if I brew this now, I don't even, I don't know if I'm going to have a tap line right, by right. the time that beer, when that beer is the freshest. Right. Yep. So I would delay making it and it just kind of, just kind of muddled everything up. So mm-hmm. a couple extra tap lines, one's always open. So I can say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pace these beers out better. So um, we're, we're releasing uh, a Belgian double uh, on, coming up on Thursday. Oh, cool. Um, we're releasing um, a whiskey, well, I'm calling it Whiskey Sour Stout, the following Ooh. Thursday. Ooh. So I took my stout, yep. put it in a um, Buffalo Trace bourbon barrel, um, and it went sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, not, it had already fermented. I didn't ferment it in the barrel, but it had already fermented. I stuck it in my, my stout's 4.5%. So there's not a lot of alcohol there to help fight off any bacteria. bacteria. Yeah. And uh, it, picked up, it picked it up. Um, and... Uh, and I tasted it the other day. I go, ooh, that went a little sour. Cool. And it was it was really neat because it's sour, it's stout, and it's also like a trace of whiskey yeah. in there. Nice. Uh, and it's just different, you know. Um, and that's part of the fun with with barrel aging is you don't never really know what you're gonna get out. Yeah. So um, so that so a little bit more barrel aging stuff. You know, we'll do that. You know, a couple times a year. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not a huge barrel aficionado. I don't really know enough about it. So I'm just going to gradually play with it over the course of time and like see what, see what I can do. Yeah. Um, and then um, we're releasing um, 
we just did it. We have a lager in tank right now. First one, uh, Brutahellas. Mm -hmm. um, so based on the Blondale, yep. just like the Porter is based on the Dunkel that I brewed, now the Hellas is based on the Blonde. Uh, so we bumped up the alcohol a little bit um, and uh, basically kept everything else the same, just swapped out the yeast. Wow. Um, so you're using a lagering, a lagering yeast? We're using a lagering yeast, just yep. a standard German lager yeast. Um, and, you know, first time I'm playing with it, so I don't really, yeah, I, I mean, it tastes good now. Uh, yeah. So it's like, it's just an experiment. It's so, you know, it's so that's part of the part of the fun of why we went forward and did this because it's i like to call it glorified home brewing right with with a consequence because if it's not good then you can't sell it right then right yeah. you know you got a problem yeah. so uh you know I, I try to i try to be creative i try to experiment i try to have fun i try to um, mix it up a little bit but within the bounds of uh being able to sell it <laughs> do you think you'll ever like you know do a batch of something and be like you know what this was totally awesome we have to name it we have to keep it exactly like this um you know we've we've made a couple beers um we make a farmhouse uh saison um from like the first time i made it i released it like towards the beginning of summer and then shut it down by like the end of summer this past year we expanded it we did it uh april through uh, Jeez, April through October. So we, we really, we kind of pushed it out because people really loved it. Um, that's one beer that people really seem to enjoy when we have it on. This might be your half year beer. Yeah, right. You know, and it's become that. Yep. It, was, it was that last year and it's probably going to be that again this year. Um, but what happened last year, I only had six taps. Right. So I had oh, four yeah. year round beers and I had this farmhouse saison, which people loved and drank and came in for. So that was good. But I only had one extra tap yeah. to yeah. rotate through something else. So I got so now when I put this on, put it on this summer, or early or mid spring, now at least I'll have three other tap lines to bring in, you know, new things. I, I can do a divergent and then also something else. Right. I can. Mm -hmm. I have a new concept um, that I named uh, Smash, which isn't new in the home brewing world. Single malt and single hop, right? But um, I don't like those beers <laughs> because uh, to me, I, I I say they have a hole. They always seem to have a hole. There's something missing in those beers. Some people might be able to do them well. I've never had one that I liked, and I didn't want to try it out here. So um, I did uh, single malzer and single hopyard. Then the caveat is that it has to be from Massachusetts. So it's a way for us to highlight uh, Massachusetts ingredients. Um, so the the first one we the first two that we have one coming out uh, should be end of February. Um, they're both uh, Valley Malt and Four Star Farms. So Valley Malt out in Hadley, Mass. Four Star Farms in Northfield, Mass. Um, so we're using their ingredients to make the beer. Mm. Um, and then as I develop relationships with more maltsers and hop yards within the, within the Commonwealth, then we can expand that beer to be to include those ingredients. Yeah. So. Um, so that yeah all right i guess like the stock questions so these are like okay. the the round robin real quick questions what 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 beer is in your fridge at home uh follow ground ipa from old planters um hoppy says hoppy table beer from allagash um something else too drawing a blank i t i try to get when i whenever i go um to the liquor store, I always try to get something different mm -hmm. that I haven't had, or I also try to get, you know, if I'm thinking of a concept 
of a beer that I want, I try to get something in that vein mm -hmm. to try to, you know, a little market research. Um, so those two are in my fridge right now. Yeah. Do you have any beers that you would call like quote unquote peanut butter and jelly beer in the vein of you can't eat filet mignon every day, so you have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every gotcha. once in a while. To I gotcha. I, to break it up, to break, break up, up the monotony yes. of craft beer. Yes. <laughs> what What's the other side of the coin, right? Yes. So um, Miller High Life. Okay. Um, I will never turn down a Bud Heavy. Okay. Ever. Um, it's one of the things that um, I people don't appreciate the incredible amount of time and energy that's spent to recreate a product. It is the same every time and everywhere. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So it's like it's a respect thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like all right. Yeah, okay, you're doing that. That's mm -hmm. pretty good. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so uh Bud Heavy and uh and and Miller High Life. High Life would probably win for me. Okay. Uh most days. Yeah. I have two questions for Go you. Um, one, does your dad drink your beer out of his beer mug? Yes. Awesome. And, That's um, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and two, those, um, the things you have the on tap the handle. Yeah. yeah. Tap handles. Did you make those or did you get them like that? My, my friend Brian um, made them. They're pretty awesome. Uh, they're very awesome. Um, so he's super talented. Um, he, uh, he fancies himself a woodworker. Uh, I would say so. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And um, he lives uh, down in uh, Northern Virginia. We went to school together down in Maryland. Um, he stayed down there to work. Um, he's a golf course architect by wow. trade. Um, so, but he has a whole workshop in his attic uh, <laughs> that he monkeys around in all the time. And uh, I've seen him operating power equipment barefoot, which is not smart, <laughs> but he does it. So um, when I decided that we were going to move forward with this um, with this business, I wanted him to be involved because he and I drank a lot of beers together uh, and um, he's very talented and he's really smart. So I was like, all right, this guy has to be involved somehow, but he can't be involved from Northern Virginia. Right, like, right. he can't be here banging nails. He can't be here, you know, it's just not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, what can he do? He can make the tap handles. That's what he can do. That is so I called him up and uh, and he said, Paulie, I have been killing for a reason to buy a lathe. I'm just, I, <laughs> Sounds like my dad. Yeah, I, don't, I don't own one. I need one. This is perfect. This yeah. is perfect. Yeah. He's like, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah. So he goes, when do you need them? And I go, well, geez, I mean, as soon as you can get them. But, I mean, it's going to take a while. So he's like, I'm on my way. Whenever, whenever, yeah. whenever you can do it. So uh, we didn't have them when we first opened. Um, but he, he made them. And they're fabulous. He bought all this exotic wood and, you yeah, know, they're beautiful. he just, everyone's different and they're going to stay here. You know, they're not, they're not for accounts. They're not for anyone but the tap room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's he special. had actually made eight of them uh, and his heart breaks on the eighth one. He had it on the lathe and to pop and to polish and it slipped off uh. and it shattered, like oh, flew across the room no. and shattered. And he was like, it was the most beautiful one. And, oh. and I, I have seven. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Yeah. So, but it actually works out well. We we keep our we try to keep our um, our customer facing tap handle on, so that people when they go out to a restaurant, they see they see it. So yeah. uh, it's actually not on now, uh, but it will go on. I try to reserve it for um, for when we do like a like a like a new beer. Mm -hmm. I try to like swap out 
and put that on. Oh yeah, so that people see it. Yeah, so. we're gonna we're gonna take a picture of it, put it on our Instagram. Definitely. Nice, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, you're gorgeous. I'll throw it on tap eight, and then you can get the whole. Yeah, 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 that'd yeah. be awesome. So, um, kind of my last question is why Beverly? How and like how are you trying to impact the community? Sure. So, um, my wife and I live in Beverly. Uh, we bought a house here back in 2010, um, and Beverly started to uh, go through this you know this resurgence in the early to mid 2000s. So uh, as when we were moving here, um, it was already happening, right? People were like, oh, Beverly, oh, it's kind of nice. Downtown's pretty cool. Has some holes, but, you know, it's, it's nice. There's some fun things to do there. Restaurants are getting better. And, um, and the demographic for us um, is pretty sweet. You know, you have a lot of young professionals, um, a lot of people with young families. Um, that's what started to be in Beverly. Um, and we kind of hit the tra- that transition pretty nicely. Uh, and you also have uh, five train stations uh, in, within the city limits. Like that's pretty good. That's pretty yes. good. And you get, so then you gain access to Newburyport and Rockport mm-hmm. um, to come down. And, and our trains, and we lucked out with our location. But the train station, I mean, I could, if I stood outside on the sidewalk in front of our doors, you can see the train station which is so, perfect if you're going out to drink which beer which is perfect if you're going out to drink beer <laughs> yeah you don't and also we have limited parking so like the two of those things like just take the train mm-hmm. and walk it's 400 steps this is not a big deal right so <laughs> like i was like this is perfect so so the demographic was right um beverly has a nice um a median income as well so you have people that have a high enough paying job where they have some disposable to come buy a five dollar beer uh on a friday Mm-hmm. Or to come out with their family or their friends on Saturday and sit down, you know, for a couple of beers and a flight and bring in some food and like have a have a day, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, of it. Um, and we live a half mile away, so it's like, yeah, that's awesome. like the well, ideal yeah. Why scenario. am I why am I going to go anywhere else? Yeah, right. I have this really great community. Um, I have this um, uh, this this prime location. Um, beyond that, people in Beverly. We noticed when we were living here in the very beginning, really love Beverly. There's something about like town, town pride. Yeah, there's City something. Pride, yeah. yeah, there's something about the community that already exists here that we haven't changed at all. It's what it is. The people who live here really love living in Beverly, and they love things that are from Beverly. And they'll give anyone a shot. Like so, and then if it's good. On top of that, then they're like, "Oh, this is this is great. Yeah. This is right down. Yeah. This is right across the street from me. This is awesome." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had this product that we hoped people would really gravitate towards. Selling beer at that at that mindset is easy. It's like just go have a beer. It's not that's not hard. It's not right. come in and try this, you know, this this new weird food that you've never heard or seen before, or <laughs> this funky product that you may or may not like. It's like just come have a beer. Right. You either like beer, or you don't. Right? It's like mm-hmm. it's like oh, I don't drink beer. Okay, that's. I understand. It's mm-hmm. the environment. Yeah. But like a lot of people do. So it's an easy sell. So all we had to do was make sure that we could make good beer mm-hmm. uh, and then have a nice environment to go with it, right? So one of the things I always wanted with this business uh, and with the, you know, the tap room specifically was to have a place for the community to gather. Mm-hmm. So we have this really great community already. And if I could create a space that they would want to be in and then provide a product for them that they enjoyed – I was like, this this could win, mm-hmm. this could be good. Um, so so far, so good. 
it's been good. People yeah. have been coming in and they have been enjoying the beer and they do like being here and they come back and, you know, we have, I mean, it's, it's 50 to 70% repeat customers every weekend. Yeah. Every, I mean, that's, I mean, to me, I'm like, okay, that's good. That's what, yeah. that's where we want to be. You know, we're, that means people enjoy being here and they want to be back. Right. So like, right. I, I just want to thank people for coming to spend their money with us. Like yeah. that's, that, that means a lot to me. Yeah. You know, people work hard for their money and they work hard to save their money. And mm -hmm. when they're going to, when they're going to go spend it, it's, it's just, it's a, it just makes me proud that they would want to come spend it here. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. Cool. So I think the last thing, what are you most proud of? Oh, um, and it doesn't have to be beer related, gentility related. Yeah. Be. You know, I think, um, I think the thing that at least right now that I'm the most proud of is that between, uh, between my wife and I, uh, we've been able to manage both growing, starting and growing the business and starting and growing our family at the same time. Um, and you know, kids are pretty, they're pretty good. You know, they're good kids. You know, they're, you know, our oldest is four. So, you know, four yeah. and a half. So, yeah. you know, she's not on the street. She's yet. not on the streets <laughs> yet, but you, you know, it's, it's, you know, we, we feel like we've been able to spend a good amount of time with them. Um, and do a pretty good job communicating and like getting the business and the family both to the places where they need to be without really feeling like we're sacrificing too much. Right. You know, I didn't want to go back to my, my father and his business that he, you know, had for, you know, 30 years. I always wanted it. I wanted this business so that I could have time to spend with my family. I'm able to bring my kids to school in the morning. I'm able to wrap up the brewing day and the work that needs to be that needs to be done before five o'clock. I'm home. I get dinner together, and my wife has a full time job, so she's working, you know, hard all day, making the money to support the family, and I'm making the beer and growing the business to like get that going. Um, and we still have time to wake up with the kids, spend time in the morning have dinner as a family, put the kids to bed, all and with and it's, you know, that's and it's kind of seamless. So it's it's a source of pride for me that we've been able to do that without really sacrificing too much else. And that's been really that's what I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that a was, huge that's accomplishment. Like dream, yeah. Like, that's what yeah, I wanted right? from the beginning. So the fact that we were able to do that uh, was was is a big deal. And now the next is just to grow the business mm -hmm. to a point where it actually can really sustain the family mm -hmm. that would be great yes um so we're getting there we're getting there we had to invest a lot of money this year in the, in the into the business so um i think this year we have a we're on a good track so all right cool social media plugs where are you at website and hours of operation and location okay so let's do this um so we are located at 59 park street in beverly ground floor double doors in the front we're open Thursday and Friday from 4 to 10. And we're also open on Saturdays from noon to 10. Um, bring your own food. Bring your kids. You can bring your dog if you'd like. Um, yeah, we were kind of disappointed you didn't bring your dog. <laughs> yeah. We were like, we were kind of yeah, Lady Gentileo was like, oh, I hope she comes. She's so cute. Yeah. Uh, and she really is a good girl. But, um, you know, she can be she can be very barky um, when, you know, you know, she, 
should be shaking and the audio would be all weird. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if, 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 if a delivery comes, she barks like a lunatic and it's like too much chaos. She stays home. Um, but she comes to us with us on Fridays. Um, and um, uh, so on, on Facebook, Gentilly Brewing Co., um, Instagram and Twitter, uh, at Gentilly Brewing, uh, website, gentillybrewing.com. Um, try to keep it simple. We just launched an online store. Um, so if you wanted to purchase uh, apparel, glasses, whatever, uh, you can go right online and, and place an order there. Um, um, yeah, emails are on there. If you wanted to host an event at the brewery, uh, you email, uh, email the events tab and um, you know host a private party here um, for a, what I think to be a pretty nominal fee. But you, know, you set up the details with uh, with us there. Um, we do food trucks on a pretty regular basis. Um, we try to do one a week, either on a Friday or a Saturday, sometimes both. Um, so if you follow our events page on Facebook, uh, you'll get alerted to whenever we add an event and you can decide if you want to go or not. And you'll get a nice reminder when it's coming up and all that <laughs> fun stuff. Um, and then um, we, uh, we also are starting a running club uh, oh, wow. as, as breweries wow. are, 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 are known to do. Um, we've had a few of our customers ask and we really weren't going to do it. Um, but enough people have asked enough times that, uh, we said, all right, well, if you guys want to do it, it's fine. We'll get that started. So, uh, March, uh, March 1st, um, is the first run. Uh, I think it leaves the tap room at six 30. Uh, Are you going to take part in it? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> not much for the, the yog- running, yes. for the yogging. Uh, it's not really. Uh, You'll but we'll see. Beer at the end. We'll see. I will. I will definitely enjoy beer at the end. Uh, no, I, I might be here for the first one, and you know, might find me curled over on the side of the road uh, somewhere. <laughs> but uh, um, never got the under the. The 5K and drinking a beer at the end. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, right. To me, I just I don't understand it. Any yeah. of our listeners who do it, I support yeah. you. Great. Continue to do <laughs> Continue it. Continue to do it. It's, it's healthy. Drink the yeah. beer at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're so we're doing that. And then uh, we did a we did a mug club last year. Uh, we're starting our um, our renewals uh, tomorrow. Uh, and then um, if there are any open spaces after the renewals close, then we'll ha- more people can sign up. So sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. So stay tuned. More things coming. Yeah, I'm excited for those more things to come. Uh, Paul is one of those guys out there. He invited us into his brewery, and he, we instantly felt at home. Uh, I can't say enough things about Gentilly. I'm, I'm so excited to see what is next for them. But let's talk about the now, what's happening this Thursday, March 1st. They're going to kick off their second anniversary weekend, and that is also going to coincide with their release of their double IPA. They're going to have some food there from Root, uh, based out of Salem, Mass., and they're going to be debuting Gentilly Brewing Running Club. Um, so I know Paul mentioned that earlier. They're going to start a 5K loop, and it's ending at the brewery. And uh, don't worry if you're not a runner. Walking is encouraged just as long as you're back before last call. So they depart at 6.30, and as long as you're there before last call, you can enjoy a beer. Friday, March 2nd, is the is the party. And this is what I'm most excited about because they have the pop-up uh, pierogies. And that's going to be from 5 to 9 in their tap room. And then Saturday is the second anniversary party with uh, Gula Gulu. And they're going to have a crepe pop-up. And that's from 12 to 3. And then um, from 4 to 8, they're going to have uh, Moody's Charcuterie. So it's going to be a great weekend for uh, Gentilly. I'm super excited. I think I'm going to make it out there on Friday. So if you uh, run into me or Allie, uh, say hi. We'd love to talk to you. Um, before we go, 
we're going to do some social media plugs. And I'll let you guys know who our guest will be on March 14th. That's two weeks from today. So, we can be found on Facebook, facebook.com slash breweroots, at breweroots on Instagram, at breweroots on Twitter, and we can always be found at our website, www.breweroots.com. We are also available on iTunes. We're available on Google and Stitcher. If you guys listen to us, please give us a, a subscribe, comment, leave a rating. That helps us out more than you can even imagine. And uh, we want to bring more content to you. We want to bring more guests. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we get some more subscribes. So hit the subscribe button. I can't say it enough. And uh, we appreciate it so much. All right. Let's get into business. So in two weeks... We will have our friends in Ipswich, Massachusetts, True North Ales. And uh, it's a really cool interview. I'm going to give you a little bit of a clip of it right now. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. All right. Take it easy. Cheers. Sophomore year at Kenyon, I got into home brewing. Um, it kind of dabbled in the idea. I heard about a couple friends getting into the hobby and uh, stumbled on uh, stumbled upon the hobby, uh, got into it and got a little bit carried away, uh, as, as you do. Um, and by, by the time that senior year rolled around, um, and I took this, this course in brewing science, decided that that's what I wanted to do coming out of college and, um, lined up a few internships after, after graduating. And from there, it